Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome back to the Sofa Cinema Club episode 6. I'm Colton Smith and I'm joined by Jack P. Shepherd, Ben Price. The Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other about films. Each week we watch a film and then we come in the studio and we talk all about it. This series is a little bit different because we're not in the studio, we're doing it from home. The beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you need to do is watch along with the film at home and then come and listen to us every Thursday to talk about what we loved, hated and rated about the film. This week's film has been picked by Jack and Ben and the film is Jaws. But before we get into that, how has your week been? I, I, it's, it's been a while now, it really has. Hold on, I'm going to might do something now, it might fuck up the oh, whole podcast. Oh, I've got shit. to change my Wi-Fi network. You wait now. Hold on. We, we I, I've had to order a booster for this podcast, it's costing a fortune. My mum and dad have put my rent up because oh. I'm using too much Wi-Fi. <laughs> Hold on, is that, am I still working? Yeah, you're fine. You're still there, yeah. You are still mm. there. Okay, you, I've moved you to a different a different uh, realm a different yep <laughs> different network <laughs> the IT man that I am I've got millions of networks floating around how was your week how was your week Lance I haven't seen you how, in ages how many Wi-Fi's do you have tons surely you just have one <laughs> what do you have a Wi-Fi for each room your <laughs> bills must be a fault no, yeah yes. yes no no it's one thing but then oh it's like dead old, isn't it? The house, so it's like walls are like a hundred foot thick. <laughs> so you get if you're not right next to it, you get one bar. <laughs> so you have to have a little kind of thing in each. Oh, like a little, room. like a little it's boost. Like a, a little boost. Yeah, that's yeah. it. A little boost. So I've called them different things, but I was I was linked to the wrong no, thing. Right. The wrong wing. <laughs> the wrong um, wing. Yeah, like, it feels like it's been. How long we've we been in lockdown now, Coles? Come on, you're the lockdown King. expert. Well, this is the sixth episode, so I think this must be probably the eighth week. Oh, my Is it? Word. Seventh, sixth? So we're just going to talk very briefly, obviously, about your hair, Coulson. Yeah, talk away. What, what do you want to talk about? You, you know, What I, colour actually is that? Yellow. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it, it's yellow. It's on the borderline now. As we mentioned last week, this Neon. podcast is now sponsored by John Frieda. <laughs> 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 Neon yellow with Jean Gere on the side. Full Boris please, Becker, sir. please. <laughs> I'll have a full Boris, please. He's in. He's done very well. He's very popular. Full Boris. But on the sides, keep it the same. I'll talk you through what is the next step because I have ordered the next step now. 
So now we go to like a purple shampoo, oh. which almost makes it a platinum-y sort of colour, which basically takes the ginger pigment out. So <laughs> the, the yellowness will go and I will have a head of blonde hair, oh. which I technically do now. My neighbour complimented me earlier, looking very blonde. Have you dyed your beard? No, but I am going to. It's all part of the plan. I've told you, I want to look like Zac Efron. That's, that's what we're going for. He's got for. brown hair. No, he, he had it platinum, which is what I'm going for. Oh, right, okay. I think you'd have to go for the shave. I think dyeing your beard looks a bit weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, but imagine, so the hair's obviously light now. It's getting lighter. It's going no, to... No, it's blonde. It's like white. It, 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 it's going to get better. And then a darkening of the beard with light hair, I think is going to work. <laughs> oh, you will look, look so creepy. <laughs> You're going to look weird. Have a creepy look, please. Yes, certainly, sir. The beauty how is. does that fit with you going back to work? Because Craig didn't look like that, did he, Coulson, when he left? And we are in direct continuity, but I've also lost about 10 stones since yeah. I left work anyway, so I'm not sure that that's going to be the biggest of their issues. Might- I might be wearing a wig and a fat suit when we go back. <laughs> You're going to come back as someone completely different. Who's the actor playing Craig now? I don't recognise him. <laughs> so, but I love his hair. Hopefully, by, I've had the Amazon dispatch, and I think it comes on Saturday, which is all the purple stuff. If anything, you have not wasted this lockdown uh, at all. It's working for me. <clears throat> if anyone says you have, that's absolutely wrong. What are you done with your lockdown, Coulson? I dyed my hair. I've not wasted the, my um, lockdown because, guess what? The Taj Mahal Taj arrived. Mahal. Yes. Ah. Missing piece. No missing piece, not yet. I'm, I'm probably halfway through now. I think I'd worked it out. I've spent so far 16 hours on it. And what's the hour count on the Taj? Uh, I don't know. I don't How know if there long? is one. What? Sometimes they put that yeah. in the box, oh, don't do they? They, they say, put average hours it would take uh, you. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on the world record. 16. I'm about halfway and I'm 16. Do you do it with uh, your girlfriend or on your own? Kids? Just on no, my own. The I'm thing saying. that's annoying with it that I, I didn't realise, it's all symmetrical. So you end up building the same bits four times so that it goes around. Ah. So you get you open one bag and there's like a thousand pieces in there and you have to build it like... It just comes a bit repetitive, boring. I never thought of that. Where's the bat? It's all different. Had all the moving I mean? parts, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, I remember building the Death Star and that was good. I built the Millennium Falcon, that was great, with the chest set inside. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know what you mean. Taj is a bit boring, probably like a pyramid situation. Maybe when I get up to the domes, it might be a bit more uh, interesting. (laughs) You start at the ground and you work. What are you going to do with it, though? Hmm? What are you going to do with it? Put it somewhere in your house. Put it somewhere. You're going to have a lot, though, Jack. You're going to have a lot. I know. You've got Stranger Things, you've got the Batmobile, you're going to have the Taj, and you're going to yeah. go for something next. Yeah. You're going to have to have a room. You're well, I have do. Have a I have, a, room. I have a, a cupboard wardrobe thing in my kitchen. It's just going to go on top of that. Oh, lovely. How yeah. nice. Display cabinet. Out of room. Um, well, what's your next buy? I like your mantelpiece. Um, Where did you get it from? Lego. I made it. <laughs> Lego. I made it. I like your car. What is it? Oh, it's Lego. <laughs> I made it. Is that what... I'm wearing Lego trousers and Lego pants. <laughs> is that what your um, um, kid did in school? No, I did it, and I'm very proud I of it. it. <laughs> I've made Coronation Street out of Lego. I, What's your next buy? I, I nearly had a heart attack with the Lego, actually, because the kids came round, saw the Batmobile, and picked it up and was bringing it down the stairs. I said, are you mental? Go and put that back right now. They was like, what? We want to play with it? I went, no, 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 no. It's not for playing. It's not a toy. 
<laughs> it's not a toy. Technically, it is, Dad, isn't it? Lego is technically a toy. No. No. No, it's not. I built Tower of London. Don't touch it, Ruben. Get your hands off. <laughs> right. Shall we talk about the film? What yeah. we're here for? Synopsis. So let's have a 60 second. I'm limiting you I know. to ben, 60 seconds. Can you seconds. do the synopsis? Because I screwed up on the yeah. one. I, I've, yeah. I've got some feedback if you want it off people on Twitter, but I thought I'll just leave it. No, it's we're a fine. Fresh we start. 60 second synopsis. Let's have it. Okay. Shark kills people. People kill shark. I think that's all you need, honestly. <laughs> but that is it. Yeah. That is it. Go on. I wonder what Jack would have done. Well, we find ourselves oh, in yeah, a summertime in an American <laughs> provenance. Yeah, but you know what? Around you know what? That's valid as well. That's valid as well. It's pretty simple, Jaws, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So it's a um, summer town, isn't it? An island that relies on yeah relies on um, uh, people coming and spending money. He's off. So basically. Um, it's about a seaside t- um, a seaside town. And you I- are going for the synopsis now, aren't you? You stopped yourself. Yeah, I thought I'd, I'll have a go. I'm a bit confident now. Right, go on. Okay, have a go, have a go. Let him have a go, Cos. Let him have a go. It, it relies on tourists coming in, and uh, for the summertime especially, and a shark comes into the waters and starts to eat people. Now, the mayor wants to keep the beaches open because he's relying on the money. The sheriff of the island wants to close the beaches down. They end up not closing them down. Someone else gets eaten. And then they decide, right, we're going to have to kill this shark because it's pissing everybody off and we're not getting any money. So they set up a team of three guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You need to go into movie. Do you know what? I don't think this podcast needs me and Ben anymore. And do you know what? Jack, you you finish series two off and me and Ben will come back when we can be in a studio. You know what? I could see it now. It sounds amazing. It's a shark. They're a bit bored. They're on holiday. Kills people. Yeah. And then they go to kill him, don't they? Yes. So hunted becomes hunter. Yes. So main character, Brody. Roy Schneider. Police officer. New to the town. Relatively new. It's his first summer. He's a New York cop, isn't it? Yeah. And it's his first summer there. Is that right? Yeah. yeah, and he's gone there basically to get out of the bad, the badlands of New Retirement. York City and take, yeah, yeah take an easy job. Uh, and, it isn't easy. and as Jack says, July the fourth is the biggest money-making weekend on Amity, Amity, not Amityville, Amity Island. Is, is it a made-up place? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't it Martha's Vineyard? Yeah, Martha's Vineyard is where they filmed it. Yeah. See, that's what's so amazing. I think about this film is the opening sequence. So they're having a party on the beach. There's a lad and a girl. Girl gives the lad the eye, says, come on, let's go for a swim. She gets into the water quicker than the lad. The lad's a bit drunk. She goes in. It's dark, which was actually shot in the daytime, and they put a filter on it to make it look night. Mm. Then she very famously gets killed, but it's very close and very violent, and then she disappears. You don't see the shark, and it brilliantly sets up how terrifying that is now. It's something you can't see. So in your head, it's become very, very frightening. Do you it know why did- he did that, Spielberg? Didn't show the shark? Because no. the shark wouldn't work. So the main star of his film was the shark. The shark was virtually meant to be in like every scene. And uh, there were three they built. <clears throat> and they cost None of them a worked. quarter of a million each. I thought it was 150 each. To, 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 a quarter of a million dollars, $250. Oh, really? Yeah, 
Unless we've watched different videos on YouTube. <laughs> but you imagine, <laughs> it's 1975 when they're making this, to put electronics yeah. in water. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just massive. never going to work. And when they tried it in the pool, it had worked. But when they got out on the Atlantic Ocean, the salt water, yeah. it was just knacking everything. And that Because that well. was his choice, wasn't it? They wanted him to do it in... And I've actually been... You've probably been there as well, of course, and they... Have you been to Disneyland in uh, uh, Warner Brothers in LA? Not LA. Studio tour. Not, I didn't go to Disney. So in LA, LA, they've got the biggest studio tank in the world. It's enormous. And they wanted to film it in there. And he said, no. Spielberg said, no, you've got to film it on the sea. It will never look the same. It will yeah. never work. The reason yeah. he picked Martha's Vineyard of the place as well was because he wanted to show pure isolation when they were out on the sea. And he said, if he'd have filmed it on the other like islands or bays that there was options of, you'd have been able to see land. And he wanted it to look uh, like you were right. miles away. So after the first attack, the mayor, as you said, thinks, oh, come on, was it really attacked? Did they really get killed? Then there's another attack, isn't there, on a boy, young boy. I found that quite disturbing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> they were all playing on the beach. The dog goes, but the young boy goes. I thought that was a real step up in that film. Yeah, it's especially the scene of you not knowing who's going to die because he has he has the large woman in the sea, doesn't he? he focuses yes. On her. Then he focuses Very well on the filmed. dog. He focuses on the yes. couple that are in in yes. the sea, and she's on the shoulders. Then it's the boys. It's like you don't know who's going to get it, and, and it's yeah. only really us, the viewers, and Brody that knows that something bad's about to happen. Brody mm-hmm. sat there. And you can see it on him, the weight of the world on his shoulders. He does not want people in that water. Yeah, it's very clever because it puts us almost as, like you said, like a viewer outside but within. We have a secret mm. that no one else knows. Yeah. And, and then once does. that music starts up, you're like, oh, here we go. It's like you said, is it the dog? Is mm. it the lady? Is it the couple? Or is it the kid on the lilo? Mm. Are you going to do and the it's music? The kid for on us. the lilo. Mm. And he does what? that famous shot, doesn't he? The contrazoom. The vertigo, yes. yeah. Yeah. The but he does another in. shot before it, which is really interesting, which is a wipe, and he pushes down the line yeah. from a wide to a mid to a to close, close. And it uses a wipe. And I I haven't seen that since, I don't think. I mean, it must have been done. But it was really, there was a lot going in. There's yeah. a lot of camera technique in there. And then when you do see the kid die... He's quite wide. Mm. And someone goes, don't they? He flicks Look back that, someone and yeah. goes, did you just see that? Did you see that? And you don't really know whether he's died or not. Mm. Then everyone rushes out the sea because they think it's the shark. And then the woman is left shouting for her son. And he's dead. Yeah. And we just get the lilo with blood. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. So you spoke about the shots there, Ben. Obviously, the shot that was the vertigo shot that turned into the Jaws shot, which did Hitchcock do that first? And should we just explain what that actually is? Is that when you zoom in but move out, or move out but zoom in? Oh, either. God. You can either. either track in and zoom out, or you track out and zoom in. And it gives you the... Because that's fate. It gives the feeling that the face has come up, the background is all coming up. The illusion. goes into his head very quickly. Yeah, his head doesn't move, but everything else moves is what it feels like, isn't it? Yeah. What he does, I think Spielberg does very, very well, is use a camera move or a camera shot to really inform, a bit like Hitchcock, Mm. what you've got to feel. Mm. But he doesn't just do it gratuitously. He doesn't do it all the time. You don't see that shot again no you don't see that wipe shot again no but he does it once and then when he does it 
you get something very powerful and he goes well that's it it's not it's not i'm not going to keep doing keep it doing, i'm going to yeah. keep tricking you you're going to see it once but very quickly in that movie within the first half hour he's given you two huge set pieces and then all you're doing is picking up on story then isn't it he's got you into the story very quickly you're picking up on story and going what are they going to do because mm-hmm. this shark has started with a woman and a child it's clear he's going to keep feeding and then that's when they get richard dreyfus in who's a kind of zoologist it's, biologist that yeah, the national Hopper. geographic or something like that isn't it yeah yeah hooper hooper yeah and he comes in because he's a shark expert obsessed with sharks mm. obsessed with sharks. A, and then they have the rich kid in it who he's kind of a rich kid who's had an obsession with sharks and it's kind of turned into a job for him in a way mm. and but brilliant <clears> character <throat> that's what's happened yeah. already is you've got a new york cop so it's not just any cop he's not being on that he's a new york cop so he's a bit more proactive you've got dreyfus who's an off the wall kind of zoologist yeah then you've got the mayor who's completely thinking about money doesn't care really how many people die well he's like a shark in a suit isn't he the mayor yeah yeah yes exactly interesting and then the final character really is the grizzled uh shark hunter fisherman what's his what's his name quint quint because those three on the boat they're pure outcasts aren't they them three they're mm. all they're completely different and that kind of is what so they go the on work. They? they decide to get together they have a big town meeting and then quinn puts his hands down the blackboard <coughs> scrapes his hands down the blackboard and he says i'll kill the shark you're not going to be able to kill the shark believe me i can they all go out, don't they? I love that bit. When they all go out. They've got dynamite. <laughs> like, they go out with dynamite, flip-flops, pedalo. Free grand don't reward. Worry, don't worry. I'll be back. I'll get it. And they're just going to die. Left, right and centre. On their rowing But boat. he says, I can kill it, doesn't he? And then you've got your kind of superheroes, really, in that boat off to kill this shark. Well, the decision's kind of made, isn't it, after they have the first day of the tourist boom. Because they, they, they the people who go out to kill that shark are successful and they do kill a shark. But yeah. everybody thinks, mint, job done. Other than the man who is obsessed with sharks, knows everything about them, Hopper. Because he says, the bite oh, radius... But- Hop, oh, I'm saying Hopper because of Stranger Things. Hooper, but isn't he good? Yes, isn't he good? Great character, great character. But he's good. He's good. He's like you can see he fucking hates Robert Shaw in real life. They, yeah, they, they don't hate get each on. other, don't they? They hate. But in the script, they were meant to get on. But because the two actors didn't just rubbed each other up the wrong way, it comes out in the film that they don't get on, which works. Yeah, it works brilliantly because you have got the cop in the middle kind of needing them both but then you've got these two guys who are complete different spectrums having one's a shark old off. fisherman and a yeah. shark off the other one's using modern technology and knowledge and rich yeah and he's yeah and he's rich and they hate each other yeah and they're kind of stuck in this that's a great uh, line when he t- when um brody turns around to hooper and says are you rich and he goes yep <laughs> it's like doesn't even think just goes yeah yeah <laughs> as he's sailing around on the yacht so they have that big tourism day and there's loads of people in the water and obviously they've got boats out looking for sharks and they have almost a hoax attack don't they everyone gets out of the water because there's two kids who are playing with a shark fin and that is kind Ooh, of yeah. what scares but then that brody in the estuary brody's kids are in an estuary and the shark does go yeah. in there yeah and has that famous one where 
he upturns the boat. The one where you go around Disneyland and on, he goes through the boat. On the trip. I do have a confession to make, by the way. Not seen this film. Thought I'd seen it. I think last week I was adamant that I'd seen it. All I have obviously done is ridden the ride. <laughs> and I went, oh, that's that. <laughs> Jaws done. Give it a five. <laughs> it's not as good as the Harry Potter ride. <laughs> no, I did that with my kids. It was a bit cack. It came up and went, ah, 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 oh, it's a bit jerky. It's, I think it's they, an t- old they took one. it down now. They've took it down now. Yes, they have taken have it down. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yes. it, it, it's an oldie. I mean, it was bang it's... opposite Harry Potter at Florida, which it's never going to compete with when you've got Diagon Alley across the road. <laughs> yeah. um, so... The shark attacks again, and then that's when they decide. decide to make this, yeah. Because they open the guts. I love that scene. They mm. get the shark that they have caught, and Dreyfus's character says, the only way you're going to know is we open up that shark, and you'll see what he's eaten for the last 24 hours. Yeah. And I think he's brilliant in that, because yeah. he's obviously, it's all rubber. Yeah. It's all made up. But he makes you feel like he's opening a real shark yeah. and smelling that smell yeah. of that dead whatever it is and they yeah. find all this and stuff and giant find... fish doesn't he <laughs> just... <laughs> giant tuna and then a car registration thing but shopping trolley and then <laughs> <laughs> like and it's then been in decide... the keys for two weeks oh what's he got <laughs> booze booze bag bike <laughs> booze booze bag um, oh, and then, they, then he says <laughs> he hasn't it's not the shark isn't it yeah and then they go right we're gonna have to go they pay Robert Shaw's character 10 grand to go and find him. And they kind of, both of them, Brody and Hooper, they know that they need that other man. They know that, you know, the authority in the brains needs the experience. Oh, that the guy who's going to, yeah. And they go out in that boat that it's just the, the three orca. of them. And that's the it. orca. The orca. The orca. Can you imagine me on that boat? That's all Sea I was thinking sick. about. I couldn't even do the <clears> smile. There is one shot in there. That makes you go a little bit. Even watching it, ooh. I went, ooh, ooh. And that, I think even then he makes, he says to him, go and take some more paracetamol or whatever, because it does make you go, which I guess it had they that must effect. Have sick making Well, that. it was it, like that because they were on the ocean. No one had ever filmed a film on there. Imagine taking a camera on sticks the, on a boat <laughs> that, on the Atlantic Ocean. That is, I mean, it was a nightmare to film. The shoot days were meant to be 60 five days yeah two, they went to 158 yeah it's meant they to be two over, months three times seven. over mental they went they went like five times over budget steven spielberg got sacked every single day the studio was ringing up the producer saying sack him now sack him now sack him we just need to get all of his money back and end the shoot and the producers just said steven you just concentrate on your job i will handle the studio don't worry i believe in you and spielberg was going home after filming nothing because the shark wouldn't work and writing scenes for the next day for the actors. They wrote uh, the next day's scenes the day before. It was just we, a nightmare. It, what's interesting is is it really works. Like, there's a, quite a few shots I was looking at when you get almost like a blank sea, almost like a huge wide. Mm. But he's done such a good job of convincing you that massive shark's under there... Mm. That wide open sea makes you feel really... Well, it, well, Have I ever it, told you about the story about my father going to the swimming pool with me and Jaws had come out for the first time? Oh, hello. This is a childhood haunt, this, isn't it? Uh, yes, my dad. We used to go uh, swimming in Smethwick Bath. In those days, you, it's a bit different now, but you're changing these kind of like weird cubicles around the pool. Jaws had just come out. Major movie. I was young. When did it come out? 77? 
75, I think. 75. So I was, so this is, I was probably like five or six. And it was a PG. It was a child's film, which completely was threw it? me. Yep. No, PG. PG. No, it's it a 12 now. now. Dad goes, you better watch out. There's a shark in the pool. <laughs> it just got the fella just coming up now. I stuck my head out. There is a man. I swear on my life with one leg. <laughs> hopping, oh my God. Hopping to a cubicle. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my head off. Fell off. Fell off. There's no fucking way you're getting me in the big pool, Dad, at fucking six when that lad has lost his leg. He's yeah. hopping up. And I'll tell you what, my dad, absolute deadpan. <laughs> so didn't say it was a joke. Well impressed with didn't himself. Didn't say, I'm only kidding, son. He went, yep, be careful. Great, why? Put his trunks on and went into the pool. <laughs> fucking shut himself. So that, for me, that's the George one leg. Wow. Fucking scarred me. And do you know what? For a long time, I wasn't great. I was not great in that pool. I did think, I, I thought yesterday watching it, I went, oh, it's good. It, it might change things, this, actually. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think I'd swim in the ocean anyway. I, I can't swim. Like, it's a thing that I can't do. Hold on. What do you mean you can't swim? I just can't. You can swim. Can't. You can't. Not, not really, no. What do you do when you go to the pool? Float. You say to me at night, you go, oh, I'm just off That's, to the gym for a little is, swim. This is why I go to David Lloyd at about half ten at night. Nobody goes in the pool. And I can't swim, so I just lay on my back in the shallow pool and float around. However, I might not even do that now. I've watched Charles. We have to get your swimming course when we get out of lockdown. When we're all in the pool, we'll get you swimming, swimming lessons. I, have you seen that people watch Jaws on water? Have you seen that stuff? With no, it, no. Um, what do you mean? I think it's it's in America. I, I'll find the picture and I'll put it on the Sofa Cinema. What, Club like on the beach media. or something? They all watch it on the beach. So the screen is on the beach. And you sit on the ocean in an inflatable oh, chair no. and watch oh, Jaws. No. That's That's no way. Yeah. Oh. Big time. <laughs> that would I'd be a mess. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So getting back to the film, you know, Ben, yeah. you were talking about that that isolation and that ocean sort of thing. Yeah. He, t- he creates that very well. It, he, it was a, he said... You know, Jack said about how he, he had days where he didn't film anything because he was trying to shoot so because wide. Because boats and he wanted would come into yeah. shot. So we'd boats get a big wide in. and do the scene and then all yeah. of a sudden just a little sailboat just comes in. They go, and in those days, the cat they just couldn't do anything. And his wide was that big. They until they get a complete... It open. took an hour and a half to clear. That's how big his shot was. Because as soon uh, as someone it? starts to come in, you have to wait. And use, and because he was using day for night, so he's shooting the day but then... Using a filter to make it night, which sometimes doesn't work, mm. because when they're in inside of the boat, yeah, it it's very dark outside, and then they go out, and it's not and as it's dark light. as it. Yeah, but yes. you kind of just it's an old film. Like I was thinking, I know my dad said when I was watching Jaws, he was like, "Oh, it's weird now because it it will seem so shit because of everything." I was actually didn't it didn't. I thought, yeah. you know, you kind of treat it on its merit, don't you? And you're like, fair play. It's a bloody old film and it still works. One thing that was interesting. So the shark obviously didn't work. And Spielberg mm. had said, we get one scare in this movie and it's not going to be the shark. So that is the head coming out of that boat. And I tell you what, last night. Oh, I, I remember. It's I a good went. one, isn't it? Oh, God. I went. Head. Oh, isn't it good? Because he gets the tooth. He focuses on the tooth. So basically... You don't even really notice the hole. The well, it's just an empty so hole. Dreyfus and Brody go to a boat, don't they? They go to where, the last point where they've seen him. He dives down to the boat. There's a hole in the boat. He picks a tooth out. He drops the tooth. Then he's going for something else to pick something else with a knife. And that man's head pops out with the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I went. And it, it completely... I, and then I went downstairs afterwards and my mum was like, did it get you? The, the head coming out the boat? And I was like, to be fair, it did. And then the other thing about not being able to use the shark, the barrels weren't yeah. scripted. That wasn't in the story. They added that in. Because you, he didn't want to see the shark floating around all the time because it wasn't scary. Oh, that works very oh, well. So well. So and well. he does it with a pier, doesn't it? When it pulls the pier out. Do you remember? Yes. And then yeah. the pier turns yes. around. And you know the, the shark's turns around. turning around and the pier starts to come towards them. And then when the shark has gone, the pier just goes yeah. up onto the beach. Yeah. I mean, that's filmmaking to me. Yeah. That's incredible. He's taking an inanimate object, a pier, a barrel, and making, and making you... Crap shark. yourself. Yeah. 27 years old when he made that film. It wasn't his first oh, film. He'd wow. done Duel, hadn't he, before. Done but Duel before that, yeah. 27. New Jack. It is. And it, 27. It, it must have won. Did it win? It was nominated for Best Picture. Sadly, Cuckoo's Nest came out at the same time. Oh, God, well, I, I tell you what, they're both fishing films, aren't they? So. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite a simple story, you know, like Ben said in the synopsis. Yeah. yeah. But Spielberg does a very good job of making mm. it simple and enjoyable. It mm. doesn't try and be what it's not. It just does it. And it's, it's, it's simple. But he also introduces those those iconic scenes of them just having conversation 
And the most yeah. famous scene and my favourite scene in the whole film is Quint's monologue about the USS Indianapolis ship. Interesting. Yeah. The only bit I didn't like, but go on. Oh my God. What do you mean? Completely How do you switched not- off. Did not find it one bit interesting. In fact, almost zoned out and thought, oh, can the shark just hit the boat? But tell me why you liked it, because this is interesting. This is what the podcast is about. Well, it's a true story, first of all. Yep. So the ship was a secret mission, and it had to deliver the bomb, the Arishma bomb. They got torpedoed, I think, didn't the ship? And it was so secret that a distress call wasn't sent. So I think it's for a week or five days they were sinking the ship and the sharks came in, the holes, and ate the crew members. So it was like 900 men went into the water and I think like 200 came out. Can you imagine that for five days? You've got no food. You're in a ship and sharks just keep coming in and eating everyone. I like that bit. It's very clever. Also, it's a very clever device within the script. You're getting to the end sequence. The guys are in the boat, the shark. But he's giving you a pause. He's giving you a break. He's letting you get to know these characters and then everyone get to know this one guy and go, he really does know his stuff. Mm. He's not just some old fisherman. He's really gone through something. You're breathing, you're pausing for then the run into the end. Mm. It's a clever device. And actually, Robert Shaw, because all three of them are mint actors. Can you imagine... If they weren't, yeah. it just wouldn't work. Yeah. They create so much terror from seeing that shark. And when he's delivering that monologue, they're all a bit different then after that. They all realise what he'd seen in his life. And, they, wait, and then how he builds it up because they're all laughing and joking, aren't they? They're yeah. singing that, show yeah. me the way to go home. And they start comparing yeah. scars, what they've got. Yeah. They're all laughing. Yeah. And then Hooper notices uh, a scar on his thing. He says, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's shark attack or something and then he tells the story and you can hear a pin drop as he's talking he tried that monologue actually drunk he said to Spielberg look I want to go what's the word Ben method method Method. he said I want to go method I'm going to try have a drink for this and he was so pissed he couldn't walk he couldn't talk he couldn't do anything (laughs) and he phoned Spielberg (laughs) the next day and he said how badly did I embarrass myself? And Spielberg said, not completely, but it wasn't great. (laughs) So he came came back and he did it sober the next day. And that's the one that they end up using. That's one of them things where you kind of hope Spielberg goes, it was the greatest performance ever. Have you heard the story about when um, John Lennon made Paul McCartney um, take shrooms for the first time and, John basically said, "You've got to get, you've got to get some sheets because the stuff we're going to write here is going to be brilliant." And they, when they came around, off Paul McCartney had written was, "I know the cure for the elephant." <laughs> it was like he decided it was going to be his genius moment, and it completely failed. But it is, it, it's interesting that we all got different things out of that film, and especially that part because. When I was watching it, I thought this is this is obviously key because it's the first bit where it has slowed down and it's putting the emphasis on a point. And maybe I was just ready to see that shot. I get think blown in conventional up. films now, in modern films now, once you're ramping up to that third act, it won't stop. Yeah. 
it will it's like a marvel film it will hammer you mm. hammer you hammer you end yeah and what he does beautifully is he gives you a huge crack in the back like a roller coaster first scene bash this is what you're gonna get it's gonna frighten the shit out of you then you even notice with the music doo-doo, doo-doo. but then there's the yeah, and it yeah, goes yeah. off and it gets lighter and what Spielberg's good enough to do is give you that period before the final finale to go. It's a bit like the anticipation on a roller coaster. Here we go. You're at the top. We're going to hit the end. Let's go. In modern films, they don't really do that anymore. No, yeah. They just go, oh, sod it. Fucking give, them, give, them, every, every, give them everything fuck, for give 80 them everything. minutes. Blow it all. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it up. Go on. Blow it up. For th- by, by the time you're at the end of the Marvel three hours, you're fucking distraught. Anyway, two hours... It's a perfect length for that film. We touched on the music, Jack. Obviously, you are quite a big Scores fan. Didn't you see John, John Williams? Williams fan. Did, yeah. I did, John Williams versus Hans Zimmer, yeah. How, He's, how, I, think, I think the producer gave John Williams like an extra five million or something for that film because he said without the music, I don't think it would be in the same. Have you heard the story of the first time that Spielberg heard it? He didn't like it, didn't he? I yeah, think. He, he he laughed and he said, "Oh, come on, show me show me what the real theme is." And John Williams was like, "No, that's that's that's, that's what I've worked on." But that music's iconic. I knew, obviously, knew the music. If someone asked me what the Jaws tune was, I could do it without seeing the film, yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, Every, everyone can. Oh, and that's an interesting bit. You know, when Richard Dreyfus goes in the um, in in the cage, yeah, and they put him under the water, don't they? And he's going to go down yeah. there to try and harpoon the shark. Yeah, those shots of the guy in the cage. It's an uh, an Australian stuntman, and they had a normal great white shark, but because this one's meant to be twenty five foot long, and the ones that they had was like eleven feet long, they come up with the idea to to put a dwarf in the cage to give the idea that it's a massive shark, right? So, but what real shark was. It's a real shark footage. Ah, from what I loved it. Australia. What I loved about that part of that story, Jack, is you going. They've got a big great wine. He's just floating around. They tell him what to do. He's fine with that. Give him a lunch break. It's like, it's the easiest thing in the world to train a shark for filming. He's not quite big enough, but he's great. Great temperament. What's your job? I'm the animal handler. What pet? The The dog? No, the shark. The shark? Joe Exotic. Well, you can't train a shark. The shark sees the cage and then tries to get into the cage and Uh. got stuck and couldn't get out. So started thrashing around. So when you see that, you're like, oh my God, they phoned Spielberg and said, we've got this amazing footage. And they say, yeah, but was Hooper inside the cage? And they went, no. They went, we can't use any of it because he's meant to die. He's meant to die down there. So that's why they changed the ending because they liked the footage so much, they had to put it in the film. So they changed the ending. Oh, so he was meant to die die. because he escapes, doesn't he? And he's got an aquilung and he goes and hides in the rocks. That's the only reason why they changed the ending because that shot of the the shark And isn't it brilliant at the end? The boat's been destroyed. It's all been chewed up. Old Bobby Shaw, the the grizzled fisherman, he's been eaten. Yep. Dreyfus is hiding behind a rock. And our lad Roy Schneider's there with a gun. And the shark. Smile, you son of a... And a gas canister. Blows up. But he's, he's left him with the last bit. He's on the last bit of, both, of that both, sail yeah. at the very top. And that's brilliant. What an iconic image. Yeah. He's just at the very end of the water. His toes are in. Man His toes shark. are in. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, it's over. If he doesn't shoot if him, it, yeah. it's over. Gone. The shark will definitely win. I love that. So what did you think, Course? What are we... Should we go ratings, yeah. do you think? Um 
Let's do it. It's, us, it's you two it's that go first. first, so let's have it. Ratings. Uh, for me, Jaws, one of my favourite films of all time. I, God knows how many times I've watched it. It must be like 30, 30 times I've watched it. Uh, the acting, screenplay, yeah, as boring as it is, it's a 10. It's just got to be a 10. Mm. Yeah. It's hard not to because... I, you can't find a fault. On paper, it should have been nowhere near as good as it is. A plastic shark, yeah. hardly seeing it. Then when you do, at the very end, it can look a bit cat, but your head is gone by that stage. You're so frightened. He creates so much with so little. Acting's brilliant. Script's very good. Uh, yeah, ten. Wow. Um... Come on. No. Don't change. No, 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 no. It's not the 30 out of 30. It's not the 30 out of 30. It was never going to be a 10 from me. He's changing it. You can see. Why are you thinking you're changing it? No, I'm not. I'm more thinking about what... Absolutely awful tactics. I'm more thinking about what I'm going to give it. Because, believe me, before we do these podcasts, my ratings go up more than anything than they do. It's the opposite effect. When it's my episode, your ratings go from a seven to a four, and it goes oh, the other way around. Oh. Um, maybe, maybe if you think like that, then Coles, maybe we should write as ratings down before we do the podcast, and then nothing can be misconstrued that we've changed. As oh, opinions. that's a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea. And we could show that's the envelope, idea. take it out the envelope, and say that's my rating. Yes, because you could have two or three numbers just hanging around, yeah. couldn't you? Yeah, one. <laughs> I've got uh, 10 yeah. envelopes. I've got 10 envelopes. envelopes. <laughs> I'm going to pick what uh, rating I give it. 8.5. See, uh, yeah, but then on the other hand, doing the podcast and talking about the film genuinely makes me appreciate the film Ma- more. Yeah, so my yeah, like my rating, you know, I'm debating now whether I give it higher than I was going to. But what I'm going to do, yeah. I'll give it an 8.5, okay? Give it Is an 8.5. Were- and I, no, I was toying with giving it a 9. But right. the reason it was an eight point five was just you didn't because like Quint's speech. <laughs> did, well, <laughs> my you know favourite part of the film. Do you know what? That's <laughs> interesting. That kind that, of, though, isn't yeah, it? a little bit of that because there was there was aspects that I didn't like. But you, you can't like Jack. You know, you can't fault it from what it is. But mm. again, it's you know, it, it, it's a good film. Like it, it's good, but it's not. It's not my. It's not my... It's not a 10. It's not a 10. Like it's film, not a 10. It's, yeah, it's not a 10. For a film from 1975, I think it's... I was impressed. Even to, I, I, even yeah. to watch it now and get an 8.5 is very good. Yeah. You know, it just shows you how... I mean, obviously, it's been borne out by his career, but what an amazing filmmaker. Yeah. I, w- I, I was impressed. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting. I was expecting a bit of a slog, especially when I saw it was two hours, but, yeah, I was impressed. So... <laughs> Um, 28.5 out of 30 it's a big score it's it's that's up there with um it is up there there. so me film for next week this is a tough one this i was even gonna ask you before some advice because i have three films and obviously i can't pick three well no you're just gonna have to pick one yeah and it's tough you can save the other two yeah i can but i don't know if i want to give you one that I've got that I would argue is quite topical one that I've got that I really want to watch and I nearly watched at the weekend or 
one that I want to watch that I think might impress you. <laughs> wow. wow. I know, it's, well, it's, a, it's a toughie. Do I go to impress you, do you think? Do you think do you <laughs> go think... to impress us, come on. Yeah, go do to impress you. Do you think we've seen them? Do you, well, do you think we've seen them all? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Don't forget my level of impress. You know, I thought I was going to impress you with Papadopoulos and Sons. So, right, <laughs> let's go for Here it. Here we go. You ready? Drum roll. Yep. Yeah. Chef. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, do you not like it? Do you not like oh it? Oh, my God. That's interesting, because I really like that film. Get in! Yeah. But Ben hates it. I do it. like oh. that film. Oh. Ben hates it. This is interesting. John Favreau. Yes. Yeah. I might change my mind. I might change my mind. We will see. Back here we'll see. next. We'll see. Week. Maybe I just t- I saw it on a bad day. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't hungry. Was that? Was that, <laughs> I was hungry. Was that the impress me film? Yeah, that was the impress me film. <laughs> <laughs> well, that worked. Nice one. Nice. Right. One. We will see you back here next Thursday for more Sofa Cinema Club. Until then, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sofa Cinema Club. Good night. God right. bless. Good night. In a bit. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.